0: Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM, on the BetQL Network.
1: You Better You Bet, power hour coming up. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser here on Tuesday afternoon, January 16th. Still an hour to go. And then coming up, it's bet MGM tonight. Special edition, we'll have John Martin and Trista Crick. And John Martin, a big Green Bay Packer fan all Is of a sudden. Oh, yeah, messaging me all the time. He's a big really? Jordan Love guy. He loved Green Bay plus eight. He still liked him at seven against the Cowboys. Nice. He, uh, he's a big Jordan love guy. Everybody's a big Jordan love guy. You a big Jordan love guy now? I like him. What do you think? Ravens, Packers, Super Bowl? (laughs) Do we stick around and watch the, the, the PJ Horvath bowl? Do we stick around after the, uh, after the week in Las Vegas and go to the
2: game? If our teams are playing each other. Next question. Come on. It's It's a done deal. The question is what kind of seats do we get? Like, do we just go absolutely all in for like lower bowl? Or do we just say we'll take any seat you have? We could sit in the top row. I want to be Doesn't down matter. on the field. Do you want to be down on the field, especially for the halftime show? We got Usher,
1: U S H E R R A Y M O N D, Usher Raymond. <laughs> halftime show. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Uh, Nick and Ken will be back with you guys on Thursday. You can watch us live 24 seven on the BQL Network as well as uh, directly for free on the Free Odyssey app. Check us out on Twitch, YouTube, as well as the BQL Network, and listen to You Better You Bet live every single day, Monday through Friday on. Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, and you can check them out on WatchStadium.com as well as YouTube TV, the Roku Channel, Fubo TV, Amazon, Samsung TV, Tubi, and much, much more. And then check out the podcasts wherever you find your podcasts, and uh, you can find all the podcasts. Daily tip, BetQL Daily, BetMGM tonight. Like I said, coming up with Trista. How, how was the show last night, Pete? Did you guys win some money? I had the uh, first half under, unfortunately, in Philadelphia. And uh, Tampa Bay. So, that was a loser, but I did have the Bills. I
2: had the over, and I had a Josh Allen anytime touchdown. So, could have been nice. better, but, you know, decent night. I did okay in the Steelers game. I took them live plus 16 and a half when they went down 7 nothing. So, when Tyler Bash shanked that field goal at the end, that was much appreciated. So, they only lost by 14. So, I did win that bet. Um... I had Deontay Johnson over receptions, which was good. The Eagles game killed me, though. I had the Eagles' money line. I had Mike yeah. Evans receiving yards. It was it was brutal.
1: Kind of glad that Mike Evans uh, had a stinker, though, because now I think Mike Evans is going to have a big, gonna big pop game
0: off. against Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I could. love
2: that matchup. He dropped uh, a couple passes. Yes, he dropped a touchdown yesterday, which was just kind of when you knew it wasn't going to be his night. But, uh, no, I'm with you. Evans... Evans could be a good matchup against Detroit. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. I love his receiving yards. We talked about that earlier. Um, I also like the over in the game over 48 and a half, but I love, love, love the Mike Evans props. He should have a monster monster game. Um, all right. Let's talk a little uh, about what, what's going on here with the coaching carousel, the coaching search. So Jim Harbaugh, it looks like most likely he's coming back to the NFL. JJ McCarthy's going to be leaving Michigan. Yep. Blake Corum's obviously done at Michigan. Donovan Edwards did announce that he's going back. Didn't have really a great season. Had a pretty big national yeah. championship game. But the Chargers' next head coaching odds are offshore right now: Jim Harbaugh is minus two hundred. Mm-hmm. Ben Johnson four to one. Dan Quinn five to one. Bill Belichick nine to one. Eric Bieniemy who's calling plays right now for the commanders is 14 to one Todd Monk and 16 to one. It looks like it's going to be Jim Harbaugh. What does that do for you next season going into the year? Because I bought into the chargers this year, went over the win total, took a shot with them three to one to win the West. And uh, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I love Justin Herbert, but he was beat up this season. Yeah. They lost Mike Williams right away. Keenan Allen had a great season and he was actually healthy for the majority of it, but it was the same issues, man. The defense, even with all that talent and a defensive minded head coach in Brandon Staley, uh, stunk. They did not live up to expectations. So what are you doing next year, if anything, with Harbaugh and the Chargers, if it does end up being
2: Jim? Man, I'm conflicted because I like Harbaugh a lot. Dude just wins everywhere he goes. I mean, he really does. And you like the Chargers roster on paper. They just don't stay healthy. Yeah. That's a problem, you know? I mean, you have guys every year we come into the season and we say, man, the Chargers roster is loaded. They can compete with anybody. Maybe they're the team to watch in the AFC West that can compete with Kansas City and just never— ever live up to the hype. Um, having Staley out is going to be a big deal. I think that's going to change things. And bringing Jim Harbaugh in, a guy who just won a national championship in Michigan, a guy who has made it to the Super Bowl with the 49ers, who has won and won. Um, I think it's going to be big just for that organiza- for that franchise, right? Yeah. Who, You know, the Chargers were like the Lions. They're like... The Bengals, they were like the Browns who for so long you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop and you're like, when? when is something bad going to happen? So you either need a quarterback, whether it's Joe Burrow, you need a head coach like Dan Campbell, you need somebody to come in and change the narrative. I think Harbaugh is going to be able to do that. I just don't know if I like the roster for the Chargers to change that, even though on paper it looks good. I mean, these guys got to show me that they're willing to stay healthy for a full season, right? Khalil Mack's not getting any younger. Joey Bosa always gets hurt. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams always get dinged up. Austin Eckler, I mean, he's not getting any younger. Justin Herbert is always banged up with something. So the Chargers are going to be an interesting team. I don't know if I want to back them in year one. I kind of want to wait and see with them. But Harbaugh certainly... I mean he's not going to hurt them. He's not going to be worse than Staley was. It's going to be uh going to be a big upgrade.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, man. And remember though everybody did love Brandon Staley for like half of a season. He did. He finished 19 and 16. Uh got the job in 2021, lasted until this year. So he was 3 games above 500, but like the Chargers really for like the last 15 seasons, I love the roster like since Drew Brees then they made the transition to Philip Rivers and that's when LT was there and Sean Merriman, and they always have the talent. And that's do. why I bought into him last year and this year because they spent so much money on the defensive side of the ball. I really like the J.C. Jackson pickup, and then he got to Los Angeles and he stunk, and they traded him back to New England. Right. I like Derwin James. I like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, but they're never on the field at the same time. And that's what Brandon Staley was supposed to do, go there and fix up the defense because Anthony Lynn wasn't a, really a defensive-minded head coach, and he was 34 and 32 in three years there. And uh, Staley couldn't fix up that defense. But you look at these head coaches, man, and that's the only thing. Like, the Chargers always spend money in free agency. They've had the quarterback, but they never really have the head coach. Marty Schottenheimer, Norv Turner, Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, and Brandon Staley. So maybe they make the flashy hire here with Harbaugh, and he gets that thing fixed up. Do you think that's the most attractive job in the NFL, though? Because you have Justin Herbert, and the hardest thing to find is your franchise quarterback. You at least have that. My problem with the Chargers job, though, is the division, man. You're going Mm -hmm. to the AFC West where you're going to have to see the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid twice a year. Maybe the Broncos get that thing figured out. The Raiders, I mean, I don't think they're going to be any good, but they were a much better team the second half of the season. And then you look at, like, the Commanders, man. The NFC East, we thought the Philadelphia Eagles weren't going anywhere, and now they're done in the wild card. The Cowboys just got eliminated, even with home field advantage against the Packers, and you have the second overall pick. And a management group and an organization that's looking to turn that thing around. I might actually prefer the Chargers' job rather. I'm sorry, the Commanders' job rather than the Chargers' job, just because I'd rather play in the NFC. I'd rather coach in the NFC
2: than in the AFC. I think I agree with you. I mean, both jobs are certainly attractive. What makes the Chargers' job so good is you know you have a quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, so many teams are searching for one. Like, what makes the Washington job great is you have new ownership, which cares, which wants to win and you have all this excitement around a number two pick and all this money that you can spend. Um, You know, and we all think Drake May is going to be really good if it turns out to be the number two pick, but you never know with these guys. And Justin Herbert, like, we know he's talented. We know he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, But you're right. I think just from the division, like, Sean Payton's a really good coach. I think he's going to get that thing figured out with Denver. Um, Las Vegas, I think they're going to give Antonio Pierce the job. You know, they're a team that needs a quarterback too, yeah. but they play really hard for Pierce. So I think that's going to be a good pickup for them. The Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, it's like with the NFC East. You know, what makes that job so attractive is that there hasn't been a repeat winner in 20 years. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be Dallas next season, right? And the Eagles probably going to bring in a new coach, and they got a lot of question marks. The Giants need a quarterback. So who knows? Maybe the uh, the Commanders can win pretty, pretty. – I, I just – I keep going back to the fact that, again, like the expectations are so low in Washington. They are a little low in, in L.A. too. Um, but, yeah, I think it's one of those two jobs, either the Chargers or the Commanders.
1: The opening jobs again, so you have Tennessee, you have Washington, you have Seattle, you have Carolina, and then you have Atlanta. But it looks like in Atlanta, Bill Belichick might be the guy as he uh, interviewed... That to me just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Although, okay, so they spent the fourth most money in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. I like the defensive line, but I mean, you know, they're they're kind of old. And then offensively, you have a bunch of weapons, you just don't have your quarterback. Right. So, Bill Belichick right now minus 150 to become the next head coach in Atlanta. Eric Bieniemy plus 275. Harbaugh 10 to 1, Bobby Slowick 10 to 1. See, that would be the guy for me. I would want Bobby Slowick or I would want Ben Johnson who's 13 to 1 because like if you could get your quarterback and you have Bijan Robinson and Tyler right. Allgeier and Drake London and Kyle Pitts, I mean that offense could be absolutely explosive. I would love Jaden Daniels or Justin Fields with all that speed in Atlanta. But man, you get Bill Belichick and he fixes that defense up. I just wonder like who's the OC then. Kellen Moore's most likely going to be available if Harbaugh gets the Chargers job, you would assume, because right. Harbaugh's going to bring in his own guys. Is he somebody that you attach with Bill Belichick? Does he go back to Josh McDaniels? Does Josh McDaniels come back into the league? We know he could call plays. He's not a head coach. That's my only worry with Bill is I don't I don't know what he does for that offense. I, he could fix up that defense, but like they need a quarterback, and they need to figure out a way to use all those weapons that you drafted in the first round. You know, B. John Robinson, top five pick. I like Kyle Pitts, but I wouldn't have taken him that early. He's a tight end. And I love Drake right. London, but you need somebody to get him the football down the field.
2: Yeah, no, I Atlanta's an interesting job. I don't know if Belichick's the right fit because yeah. like you said, you have all those offensive weapons. It feels like you should bring somebody in to develop those guys. You know, the defense, even you know, this year was solid. You mentioned they spend a ton of money. Jesse Bates had a great year at safety for them. So I agree. I would go the offensive coordinator route. I go with the Slowick or Ben Johnson. Um The enemy could be interesting. I mean, if the Falcons are able to get Belichick, like, you know, that's a franchise that I think they want to be relevant. And Arthur Blank wants a proven guy. So I could see why they want to do it from um, their perspective. I just don't know if it makes a lot of sense for Belichick. I think Belichick in Seattle would be really interesting because you just had a veteran in Pete Carroll Mm -hmm. who, you know, obviously that locker room responded to really well. They have some pieces on both sides of the ball. Like, their defensive talent, Ryan, especially in the secondary with like Woolen and Witherspoon, I think Belichick could make those guys pretty, pretty good. And, you know, offensively, like they got DK, they got JSN. Yeah. You got two good young backs and Walker and Charbonnet. Like, I think Belichick in Seattle would, would make some sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would rather, I mean, hot take. I, I definitely would not want Dan Quinn in Seattle. No. And I feel like, though, if you're Seattle and you moved on from Pete Carroll, I feel like they want one of those young guys. They probably do. you know, Slowick or Ben yeah. Johnson, and mm-hmm. I think that would be the right route to go. But like, if I'm ranking these jobs, man, I mean, the Chargers and for me, like for me, the Chargers, Commanders, and Atlanta, those are the top three jobs. Problem like taking over the Commanders is um, you haven't had a franchise quarterback in like three decades. The stadium's a dump, but you're probably gonna upgrade and move out of there. Um, you have a lot of work to be done there. That's the only thing like, yeah, you're going to get your quarterback with the second overall pick and you're Mm -hmm. in the NFC. But that pass defense is bad, bad. Right. That offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL. So even if you draft your quarterback, you know what I mean? Like, C.J. Stroud was good this year because they actually protected him. And I thought that was going to be a weakness for Houston coming into the season. Bryce Young was no good, but we really can't evaluate because he was running for his life nonstop. Right. You know, Carolina's offensive line wasn't very good this year. So even if you have Drake May or Caleb Williams playing behind a piss-poor offensive line, that doesn't really move the needle for me. So I guess I would go probably... Um, you know, Atlanta and then Los Angeles one, two, and then go commanders three. And then it's then for me it's Seattle. I mean, like, yeah, I like the Witherspoon draft pick last year, but is Gino the guy? I don't think so. No. Like the pieces, but definitely wouldn't want the Titans job. I do not want to go to Tennessee. No. You know, Mike Vrabel, what he did there was remarkable. Taking that team, they had a number one seed and home field advantage just three years ago. Yeah. I mean, with Ryan Tannehill as your starting quarterback, I love Derrick Henry, but I mean, when your best players are running back. You
2: traded away AJ Brown for absolutely nothing. Plus the other teams in that division, like now you got to deal with Stroud, yeah. you got to deal with Steichen, the Colts, and Richardson. I know Jacksonville, you know, just collapsed at the end, but they still got the most talent in that division. Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl before, so I'm starting to wonder if Trevor Lawrence is. Anything. I've never been a big fan. I've
1: never been a big fan. I mean, like if you look at his career resume right now and you compare it to Mac Jones, it's pretty comparable. The numbers. Mm. And uh, like Trevor Lawrence, though, the second half of last season, he was great. He only threw eight interceptions last season. But look at the turnovers. It's not only the interceptions. It's the fumbles. It's the strip sacks. I mean, he just he really missed the ball. He really
2: missed Christian Kirk at the end. Like he's
1: got the talent. I just I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like something's missing with Trevor Lawrence. But then again, like they won a playoff game last year. They were a disappointment this year. But yeah, trending, I feel better, obviously, about Houston and then Indianapolis. Shane Steichen's the real deal. And oh. we didn't get a full sample size of Anthony Richardson. Right. We only got a couple of weeks.
2: And that's his kind of quarterback, right? Like look at what he turned Jalen Jay- into and then look at what Jalen looked like this year. So Colts are going to be interesting. We know Stroud is insane. So the Texans are set. Um, and then, you know, the Jags, I mean, the talent that they have on offense and defense, I really like. I like Peterson as a head coach. I think it's going to benefit them next season that they don't have the first-place schedule, which is going to be big for them. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Titans' job. I still think the Panthers is the worst just because you can't overcome bad ownership. Unless you think that you could—well, f- yeah. I mean, you just can't. Unless You, you saw think- it in Washington for years. Yeah. You're seeing what Ursay's doing in Indy. Now, it looks like you got the coach right, which is great. But he's, he's a nut. And then, I mean, Tepper is just, he's a psycho. And you had to be kicking yourself, man,
1: because that could have been C.J. Stroud. Oh, if you're Chicago, man. I mean, I know this works out for you because you have two top ten picks, and you could have Caleb Williams. And I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. But I know for a fact right now, C.J. Stroud is awesome. And you could have just had C.J. Stroud, man. And you're still looking for your quarterback. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hit on some Super Bowl MVP odds. Also, we'll talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh. If he does take the Chargers job, what does that do to Michigan? And it's the power hour, so we got all of our best bets coming up for college hoops, the NBA, maybe even the NHL tonight as well. It's You Better You Bet. It's Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
1: You Better You Bet, Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be here tomorrow with you guys as well. Nick and Ken will be back Thursday Pretty much until uh, next Tuesday. They'll be on the air. They'll be with you guys this weekend, getting you set for divisional weekend, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, we were talking, we were doing some price shopping, and there's a spot right now where Baltimore's down to seven and a half, Peach. The Texans, seven and a half point dogs. Pretty much everywhere else, I look at
2: MGM right nine, now, Nine, nine nine and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna Dude. bet some Baltimore at seven and a half is what I'm gonna do. Man, what you should do is you should take the seven you should buy it down to seven at that one shop and then you go to the shops where it's nine and a half and you take it up to ten.
1: So seven right get now nice I did middle. I did look minus one twenty five if you're looking for a Ravens oh, minus yeah. seven. And uh Yeah. Yeah, and then you could maybe come back. Maybe we'll get My a ten, goodness. a ten and a half with Houston.
2: At seven and a half, and, I mean you could tease her down to one and a half. Whew.
1: This has been the worst year. The teaser to me, dead, by the way. Really? The market's just caught on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just not what it used to be, and it's an unfortunate thing. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, I will be maybe looking to bet uh, both sides of that game. Maybe do it over at BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM reward points that could be redeemed for things like free bets, risk-free tokens, or converted to MGM reward points that could be used towards dining shows, hotel rooms, and over 20 MGM resorts. All you got to do, download the BetMGM app. Visit betmgm.com today and also download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sports books. They have a five star play tonight. Utah State plus six against New Mexico, Peach. So they got some NBA props for you. Yeah, got some college hoops. I'm trying to talk myself out of an NBA bet tonight. It's been a while since I bet some NBA, but I kind of like the Clippers against the Thunder, and I think the Thunder are going to be a really trendy dog. You know how I feel mm-hmm. about the Clippers. I bet all the Clipper futures down to eleven to one by now. Uh, right now, by the way, I think over at Betmgm to win it all.
2: I think Rick Camp brought up a great point. It's a bad scheduling spot for OKC. They're playing their fifth game in seven days. You're doing the LA back to back Lakers last night, Clippers tonight. You know, the matchup on paper should look pretty good for OKC. You don't have Anthony Davis to deal with if you're Chet Holmgren, right? Um, but they can, like, switch different guys on SGA. Kawhi, Paul George, throw different bodies at them. So I'm with you. I would lean Clippers in that game. That New Mexico-Utah State game is an interesting one. Um, New Mexico's coming off a big win against San Diego State. They're an unranked team against a ranked Utah State team, and they're five-and-a-half-point favorites. Whenever you see one of those, it's one of those interesting ones. So... I'm not touching it. New Mexico is really tough at home. They have a really good backcourt with uh, with House and Mashburn. So we'll see. That'll be a good game. Mountain West is a nice little league this
1: year. Yeah, it is. One game in progress right now. Uh, you got Tennessee, number six in the country. They're up 57-41 on Florida. They closed this nine and a half point. Actually, I think 10-point favorites in this game. I took the under, which did look great. Now we're right on pace. 14 minutes, 20 seconds to go. But uh, Tennessee, big favorites right now with a 16-point lead over Florida. And then uh, really quick, before we get to Super Bowl MVP, throw out some numbers. Uh, it's official. EA Sports College Football coming back. Plan to launch on July 12th. July 12th. July okay. 12th, 2024. So, Peach do it right now. Take off July 12th through July 19th. You could get in probably like 13 to 14 dynasty seasons. I just can't
2: wait. What team are you going to play with first?
1: All right, so... Um, Notre Dame? No, no, not Notre oh, okay. Dame. No, I got to turn a program around. So probably... <laughs> that's a great question, man. Do I go back to the Leathernecks? Do I go back to Macomb, Illinois? Western <laughs> Illinois? Maybe I maybe I turn around Michigan because it looks like Jim Harbaugh, who's minus 200 to become the next coach of the Chargers, is going to be leaving. Maybe you, I tell Moore to, to piss off and I take
2: over at Michigan now that J.J. McCarthy's gone. First team I'm playing with is Iowa. And I want to see how bad they can make an offense in a video game. You
1: could do that in real life. They're still hiring an offensive coordinator. <laughs> if you go to indeed.com right now, you could fill out a resume. I've done it twice. Oh, that's twice. I really want that job. Yeah. I want be... to call plays for Iowa on Saturday and I want to host this show. Not this show. Nick and Ken will be back for you, people. Host a show um Monday through
2: Friday. It's just it's incredible <laughs> that Kirk Ferentz and Iowa are so good on defense and they just they are awful. On offense, yeah, I mean that's what They're happens really, when you allow really your bad. son to call plays for the better half of a <laughs> decade. Nah, Brian, good. he gone though. No, I'm definitely playing with Iowa though. That's uh, that's gonna be up there. I'm trying to think who are some other really bad programs. I may
1: take right over now? Arizona now that Jed's gone. Jed's gone. I may take over
2: Arizona. Well, what a great man. hire with Brett Brennan taking over. I mean, if yeah. you're talking bad, you got to just go mostly a lot of the teams in the Big are tw- uh, in the Big Ten like Minnesota. Yeah. That Minnesota don't you one. know. Yeah. Minnesota um, would be tough. got to take over for Fleck. Be one too. Um Yeah, you know what?
1: I'll actually Indiana. Indiana. No, Indiana. I'll take I'll take the Maryland Wisconsin. job just so I could fire Josh Gaddis and feel good about myself.
2: <laughs> Very nice. ACC you got some bad teams too. Like, you know, you got Pitt over there, you got BC. You could take uh Vanderbilt in the SEC. Man, imagine playing Vanderbilt's schedule. See, Vandy would be fun because you just have big game after yeah. big game. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It I love the dynasty seasons. I would always play with Hawaii back in the day, Whenever they back in whatever year that was when they got USC in the opener with Liner and Bush. Oh, what great times that was. Dude, I used to love, love, love Hawaii football. It was awesome. Colt Brennan, RIP, oh, of man. course. June Jones. That was, that was the heyday. Timmy Chang, who's that, now head coach. Yeah, that was the heyday. Yeah, you turn around Hawaii. I love that video game. The The cover has to be Nick Saban, right? It's got to like, be Saban. Like, it has to be. Oh, yeah. It probably—would it have been Harbaugh, though? It would, not with the cheating stuff. Not with the cheating no, stuff. Yeah, I think
1: maybe, like, Williams, Williams, Caleb Kayden Williams. Caleb Williams. Maybe Jaden Daniels because he the was the Heisman. Heisman. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's got to be Saban. It's got to be Saban. It's got to be Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. The go. I still can't believe that he's gone. I, can't I look either. over at the uh, National Championship winner odds over at BetMGM. Georgia, rightfully so, plus 350. Bama plus five fifty. I do love the Kalen DeBoer hire. Oh, we haven't really talked on the air since that. We have. So that's best case scenario. Other than if you wanted Dan Lanning or Sark, which made sense because he's thirty seven, he could recruit with the best of them, and he knows the SEC. Yeah, the only thing with Sark though, dude, I don't know. I still, and I know he beat Bama this year. I still don't know that I fully trust Sark the head coach. I like him as a play caller, but like, even go back to the Washington game. Why didn't you just continue to pound the rock? Why are you dropping Ewers back 40 plus times when you're averaging nine yards per carry? That's a fair point. So I, I don't know. I think they got it right with Kalen DeBoer.
2: Yeah, no, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um. You know, it's what's great about hiring DeBoer is that you have an offensive coach, so you don't have to worry about some of these OCs coming in and screwing things up, which is nice, like Bill O'Brien and Tommy Reese. So love DeBoer's calling plays. What's huge right now, though, is these next couple weeks with the transfer portal and hanging on to those key defensive guys that came to Bama to play for Saban and trying to convince them to stay. Like, the big one right now is Caleb Downs. Might be the best defensive player in college football. He's only a true sophomore. Like, he's the next Minka Fitzpatrick. That's, like, his comp right now. You know, Saban doesn't just let just anybody start for him on defense as a true freshman. So, to be able to do that, you got to be pretty good. Kirby Smart would love Caleb down. So uh try to figure out where he's gonna play is gonna be big. They just hired the South Alabama coach though, Kane Warmack, to be their defensive coordinator. Love that pickup. So love do it. I. I and love then, that team. By and the then way. they Go just Jams. got uh the Buffalo head coach, Maurice Linguist, to be the uh defensive co uh coach coordinator. So DeBoer's gotten two head coaches to leave their jobs and come be on the defensive side at Alabama, which I really like. I don't know if they should be plus 550, though. Like, I understand. Nah. I understand they got a lot of returning pieces on offense. He was just in the national championship game. Guy wins wherever he goes. He's great against top 25 teams, he's great as an underdog. But, Ryan, Bama's schedule this year, man, they're home against Georgia, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Oklahoma. And then see what the big difference is. All those games when Nick Saban were head coach that you would look at where Bama was going to be like two touchdown favorites that you knew they were going to win, now you're just like hesitant that maybe they're going to lose one of those games. One of those games that you aren't expecting them to lose because... That was what was so nice about Saban is just you knew all the games that Bam was supposed to win, they were going to win. Yeah. You would really have to stress about like two or three games a year. And see, even though Washington went undefeated in the regular season, they made it to the title game. As we know, there were a bunch of games during the season like that they could have lost. They could have lost to Arizona. They could have lost to Oregon State. They could have lost to Arizona State. Could have lost to Oregon. I mean, there were so many games where they could have lost. They didn't play great against Stanford. Didn't play great against Stanford. So, you know, it was just one of those magical seasons like TCU had last year where they just found ways to win. But, uh, you know, their their records certainly could have been a lot worse than it was. PJ, how would you uh, feel about Isaiah Bond going to Texas? You know what? I mean, I saw Jaleel Billingsley go to Texas, and uh, we've seen other guys from Bama go to Texas too. So it's unfortunate. I thought Bama would stay, especially with an offensive coach, but it didn't really bother if, me. If I was betting a
1: national championship future today, which I would never do, January sixteenth, and tie up my money for a year, I, another team like I like more, but I'm not playing Michigan at eight fifty, no. at, at eight to one to repeat. Oregon's without, the team for me without JJ McCarthy.
2: I, Ole miss. Oh, I and can't. And I know do we've it. already
1: talked about Jackson Dart. No, can't do it with Kevin.
2: He can't win big games.
1: No, no, no. I'm with you. It would be Texas. Oh, you like Texas. Yeah, I like I like Texas just as much going into next year as I did this year. Talent wise, other than like that matchup against Washington sucked because of the secondary because sure. they it give did. up a bunch of explosives. No doubt. But against the run, that defensive line offensively, I mean, they just have so much talent. It's just you got to trust.
2: And Quinn Ewers, I think, in the big game next year he will play better. And or I gotta, maybe it's Arch. Who knows? And you know what? For an SEC schedule, like it is pretty favorable. Yeah. So they're at Michigan in the non-conference, which is going to be interesting. And this is
1: the year you want to get them,
2: though, right? It's going to be kind of a rebuild yes, year. It no, could question. be a really big rebuild Obviously, year. they get Oklahoma and Red River. You're home against Georgia, so you obviously don't want to be playing in Athens, so that's big. Yeah. Home against Florida at A&M to end the year. Dude, so Georgia, Texas, I have to be there. Georgia plays Bama and
1: Texas. Georgia has to play a real college football schedule. No, they do. Yeah, let's pull that up. But I still think they're going to be like if I'm, like I said, Texas as far as like value. But like if I'm like just doing like a uh, like a talking heads debate show or whatever, I would just say right now Georgia's going to win it all. I like Carson Beck. I love Kirby. The defense is going to be what the defense is every year. Like they don't really rack up huge sack numbers. But they're just so good, and they're so disciplined. I think that was kind of their problem last year, though. Kirby, it almost looked like he had had enough. like Because they'd won two straight years, right. you could tell they were feeling themselves a little bit. Yep. Guys were getting like in some trouble off the field and stuff. But this year, I think they're going to be super focused they beat- after losing a game last year.
2: I agree. They beat Bama, too, in the SEC title game. And McConkey and Bowers aren't banged up, oh, yeah. I-, I think they win that game. To your point, their schedule next year, they open the season against Clemson in Atlanta. Then they're at Bama at Texas, at Ole Miss, home against Tennessee. They obviously play Florida. That is a brutal schedule. Brutal. Now, obviously, what helps is the 12-team playoff. And if a team like Georgia, if they lose two games, they're going to be in. If they lose three games, depending on what else happens and who they lose to, they probably still will be in. But, yeah, that is is a tough schedule.
1: Yeah, man. College football, and we have the expanded playoff, which – I mean, it made complete sense when Nick left for him to leave when he left, though, because it's going to be harder than ever. That was probably his best coaching job. Yeah. You don't go out on top, but I mean, you made the college football playoff with a good team, not a great team. And it's only going to get harder not only to recruit, but to win. And then even when you get into the playoffs. So I wouldn't tie up my money, but Georgia plus 350, Bama plus 550, Ohio State plus 550. Uh, They bring back like every running back and get more running backs, but they also bring in Will Howard at quarterback, who is pretty much like what they had last year. And then um, you have Ole Miss 11 to 1, LSU 16 to 1, Clemson uh, with Cade Klubnik coming back 20 to 1, Notre Dame 25 to 1. I have to keep scrolling down to find Utah. 80 to 1 for Utah. I know you're leaving the Pac 12, but I mean, if there's a team that's built. For that league, I think it is Utah. The way they run the ball, real home field advantage. Cam Rising's going to be back,
2: and Keithy's going to be back. With and, Fish leaving Zona, that's that's a big deal.
1: I, I like the 80-to-1 price for Utah. Um, they're priced the same way as Wisconsin. I would definitely bet Utah before that. Mm. Really quick, because we haven't hit on it all, We, we kind of did. We threw out some Super Bowl MVP odds, which are up right now over at BetMGM. We both talked about Christian McCaffrey and how that would most likely be the play for both of us. He's 8-to-1. Yep. Brock Purdy's plus 375. Lamar's the favorite plus 325. Then we got Josh Allen 6-1. Mahomes 7-1. Goff 11 to 1. Debo 30 to 1. That's where it gets weird. But you could I could really only make the case for a couple different teams to actually win the Super Bowl. San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City that's for it. me. I agree. So that's there's not one other team in the NFC.
2: I mean, maybe Detroit, you know, if they play San Francisco and Purdy has a turnover, you know, three, four turnovers, maybe, but. I think San Francisco's got a great path. I think they're going to the Super Bowl, and then I agree. I think it's one of the three teams in the AFC. So you narrow it down to those teams. We gave out McCaffrey at 800. You know, Debo at 30-1 to 1 is interesting, too, just because obviously yeah. of all the ways that you can use him, rushing, receiving, like he could have a crazy monster game, and he's normally really good in the playoffs. So Debo, I think, could be worth a look. But, yeah, if you like any of the Ravens, Bills, or Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, I mean, just, just take the quarterbacks. I can't. I can't see anybody outside of, you know, maybe one of those teams, like somebody has a great game on defense and they win it. If that happens, so be it. But I think taking Lamar Allen or Mahomes the way to go. I agree, man. Like, I, I think you have to look quarterback. And even the thing that scares me a little bit about McCaffrey at
1: eight to one. Now, these are going to be some good matchups because you have Green Bay who's like 30th against the run. And then they also defend, don't defend, the middle of the field. So he could also probably have like 6 to 10 receptions in this game, over 80 rushing yards. Then you'll look at the following week. I would feel really good if they were going to play against Tampa. Now, Detroit's pretty damn good against the run. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that scares me a little bit is San Francisco's not going to have to play a weather game at all. And so it could be just huge. And Brock Purdy, before he got hurt, like, look at the playoff numbers last year. I believe it was three touchdowns, no picks. Wasn't able to throw a forward pass in the NFC Championship game against Philly. That would have been the toughest defense he would have saw. But still, I mean, he put up pretty damn good numbers, so... Maybe Purdy at plus 375 is a good look, but uh, I would have to go McCaffrey 8-1. to It would almost be like the year for the Rams, where everybody wanted Cooper Cup to be the MVP, but instead he was the offensive player of the year. Then we got to the Super Bowl, and we were like, all right, now we can make the case for Cup here. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we wrap up the show. Power Hour continues, and we'll give all of our best bets. Right now, one game going down in college hoops. Tennessee up 65-51 to over Florida, but we got... Plenty more to go there, and then we got three games in the NBA tonight. We'll try to get some best bets. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glass are filling in. It's You Better, You Bet.
0: We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL network.
1: Final hour of Power Hour. Final segment of Power Hour, I should say. It's Ryan Horvath. It's PJ Glasser. It's You Better You Bet. Filling in for Nick and Ken. Nick and Ken will be back with you guys uh, coming up on Thursday to get you set for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM reward points that could be redeemed for things like free bets, risk-free tokens, or converted to MGM reward points that could be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Download the BetMGM app. Visit uh, betmgm.com today and also download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sports books, including five-star plays. BetQL has one tonight. Utah State, the fighting Jordan Love's plus six against
2: New Mexico. That's right. What do you think about that one? Wow. Well, you know, I was liking New Mexico, but with the week that Jordan Love had, maybe it's time to back his Aggies. I still well, can't State.
1: believe how good Jordan Love is, dude. <laughs> But I think that all comes to an end. Not Jordan Love being any good, but I think the Packers run comes to an end. We talked about that. We like the team total over for the uh, 49ers this weekend. Yep. Uh, you know, my best bet here for our best bet segment is actually going to be George Kittle receiving yards, and I would just play that right now. I'm cool with that, like anything under 58 and a half, to be honest with you. And I think even then he goes over. I think this could be a 100-yard receiving game for George Kittle. He could have seven, eight receptions. My concern is, San Francisco just runs the ball right down the Packers' throats. Mm-hmm. They use George Kittle more in pass pro because he's such a good blocker, you know. And if they don't have to use him, if they go up two, three scores like they did a couple of years ago in the NFC Championship game, maybe he doesn't have to have a big game. Right. Maybe uh, Brock Purdy only has to drop back eight times, like Jimmy Garoppolo did, if they rush for over 300 yards in this game. But uh, I think George Kittle's a good look. I also like Debo Samuel in this uh, in this matchup too. All right, let's
2: do some uh, NBA, some college hoops. What do you like tonight, Peach? All right, Ry. let's see. Tonight in college hoops, I got three games that I am eyeing tonight on the schedule. Cincinnati, minus 3.5 against TCU. So TCU's a ranked team. They're at Cincinnati. Who is unranked. Bearcats favored by three and a half. I think it's a good spot to fade TCU. They've had three really tough games in a row. Playing top 15 teams. Had to play at Kansas. Lost by two. Then they had the win over Oklahoma. Had a last second win against Houston. So they've been playing a lot of big games in a row. A lot of games where they were close. Hard fought. Now they go on the road. And they're playing Cincinnati. Who needs a win against a ranked team. I like the Bearcats tonight. Minus three and a half. Love. Arkansas plus three and a half against Texas A&M as well. Must bust and the Hogs need a win tonight. They always do this to start SEC play. They always start slow. Now this is probably the worst team that Musselman has had since he's been at Arkansas. They really don't do anything well. But Bud Walton Arena is always a tough place to play. They beat Duke there earlier this year so I like Arkansas to keep it close A&M's coming off a huge overtime win against Kentucky a win that they needed well now Arkansas needs a win they're in desperation mode so give me Arkansas plus three and a half and then I'm gonna lay the nine and a half with Purdue tonight at Indiana Assembly Hall is one of the toughest places to play in college basketball Purdue's their biggest rival this will be Assembly Hall at its peak with Purdue being awesome and Indiana needing a really big win but I look at what Indiana's done against UConn this year. They lost two by 20. They lost to Auburn by 28. Those are two teams in Kenpom that are top five. Well, Purdue is another one of those teams who has already lost two games on the road in Big Ten play. I think they take advantage tonight of Indiana, who's just going to be feeding off of the emotion. They have nowhere near the talent that Purdue does. So give me the Boilermakers minus nine and a
1: half. Yeah, I really like this Purdue team and I also bet Purdue tonight. Same price, same number for me. Uh they bounced back from that loss to Nebraska. And they beat up on Penn State. Zach Eady in that game, I believe, had 30 points, 20 boards, and three blocks. And I think they're going to be motivated, not only because of what you said. This is a rivalry game. It does you know, worry me a little bit. Indiana's at home. Mm-hmm. Purdue's on the road. But I think that uh, Purdue's going to get up for this game. Indiana beat them twice last year, three of the last four in this series, and I just don't think they're going to have an answer for Zach Eady. So I completely agree with you on that one. I played Purdue this morning. I also played the under in the game. Uh, still like that right now. And then a couple different totals I played. So I got under 151 in half it opened at 152 so I didn't get the best of the number but I do like it and then I got a couple totals I like the over uh, in the Richmond Duquesne game that's about to start opened at 137 it's at 137 and a half right now I like the over in Temple SMU opened at 136 and a half it's at 138 and a half I like that And uh, I was with you. I liked St. John's. Now no Rick Pitino. He's going to miss this game. He has COVID. So I'm going to play the under. It opened at 148. They're on the road taking on Seton Hall. It's a pick right now. Totals down to 145 and a half. I like the under in that game. So uh, over in the Richmond game, under in Indiana, Purdue, and Purdue. Over in Temple, SMU. And then I'll take the under in Seton Hall, St. John's. And then one rare uh, NBA play for me. I lean Suns at home, four-point favorites against the Kings, but I'm going to stay away. I lean 76ers on the money line against the Nuggets, but I'm going to stay away, but I can't stay away from this one. Give me the Clippers. Opened at five, out to five and a half right now. I love this Thunder team, but I really like the Clippers and the way that they're trending right now at home. I think they're the better defensive team. I have the Clippers futures. Bet those at 17 to one. Bet it again at 15 to one. We're down to 11 to one. Just comes down to Kawhi and Paul George staying healthy in the playoffs. But the James Harden pickup. Uh, working out for the Clippers, and I like them in this spot against OKC.
2: I like it. I was thinking of taking Embiid over points, 32-and-a-half tonight, just going up against Jokic, right? Yeah. One of those marquee matchups, mano Imano. Um So that interests me. I'm with you, though, on the Clippers. I do like that look. I think it's a terrible spot for the Thunder, playing their fifth game in seven days, back-to-back nights, Lakers last night, Clippers tonight. I think it's a good spot for the Clips, so uh, I like them as well, minus five and a half. Yeah, I don't
1: bet a whole lot of NBA these days, but uh, we'll take a shot with that one. And I would like the Embiid look, too.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: A lot of guys, their game time decisions in that game, but it looks like pretty much everybody's going to go. Everybody's pretty much going to go for the Thunder tonight. Yeah, pretty much a clean injury report, which you never see in the NBA. But I would, you know, if you're betting these games, check like 30 minutes before tip, because you never really know what's going to happen right there. Right. Um, Also, man... Uh, Did you see that the uh, Clippers are going to host the 2026 All-Star Game at their new home? You think we could maybe get some uh, passes? I know we're a couple years away, but you think we could get some passers for the uh, All-Star Game in L.A. in two years? That'd be nice.
2: You know what was funny is uh, when I was out in uh, Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, we drove over... By the uh, new stadium where the Clippers are building. It's right across the street from SoFi. Looks really nice. Yeah. Looks really nice. Yeah. They I've, got a casino over there, too. There's a lot of fun things to do. I've man. been
1: to one All-Star game, the one in Chicago. Okay. Um, love All-Star Never Saturday been. night, but I could skip out of the game pretty early. A <laughs> couple of other things to touch up really quick before we get out of here. Uh, some NFL news. Adam Schefter just tweeted this out one minute ago. The Panthers have interviewed Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith. For their head coaching job
2: see that's the kind of guy the Panthers need right like I don't think they're gonna get one of these marquee candidates because I think Tepper is going to scare them off of the job they need somebody like that who really probably other teams aren't gonna interview you give a guy a chance and you hope that you strike gold or you know you kind of do what the Texans did where they went through a couple coaches in two years right mm-hmm. until they finally got their guy in D'Amico like, with that owner and David Tepper, Ryan, and with the situation they're in, with trading away their draft picks and Bryce having a really disappointing season, it's going to scare a lot of people off. The one thing they do have going for them is their division is just not very good. No, so We'll not. see what happens. But uh, that that makes sense, getting a guy, you know, like... Frank Smith. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh we'll see what Carolina does. I would not want that job. But hey, if you think you could get the most out of Bryce Young, he was the number one overall pick last year. Uh some other things, some good news, bad news, bad news. The Rams, Tyler Higby, Torres ACL. Their season's over, but he takes that low hit. So uh that was yeah, nasty. He might not be ready for the start of next season. And then Christian McCaffrey, who we talked about eight to one right now to win Super Bowl MVP. Love him against Green Bay coming up this weekend. He was a full participant in practice today. He's dealing with that calf injury. And then uh, sources say Mike Tomlin told the Steelers he will be the head coach in 2024, despite walking away from the podium, away from that press conference. Didn't like the question. I would ask this question. What other head coach would have that team playing football yesterday? And they were in that game against Buffalo, man. Mm-hmm. Like they played a lot better than Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia, I would can everybody. Clearly the the brains left the operation when Nick Sirianni,
2: uh, or I'm sorry, when Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon left for coordinator jobs. No, I, I completely agree. Tomlin is is one of the best. I mean, we know he's never had a losing record, and his offenses have been terrible the last three or four years. He still finds ways to win games. Um, you know, it is a little concerning, I think, if you're a Steelers fan, that he obviously hasn't won a postseason game in a long time, but I just think it's because the Steelers have no business of getting to the playoffs, and he's able to do that. He also plays in the toughest division in the NFL. Steelers went 5-1 and one against the AFC North this season. They are seven and one against the Ravens in their last eight meetings. So, Tomlin is—he's the best man. I mean, he—he he really is. He's one of the best in the business. I can tell you, Ryan, as a Ravens fan, if the Steelers decided to part ways with him or vice versa, he decided to walk away, would be a very happy man.
1: Yeah, yeah, would I would take I, I would love Mike Tomlin to coach my football Absolutely. team, be my defensive coordinator, anything. And then Jason Kelsey reportedly uh, informs his teammates after last night's loss that he's going to retire. Now, there's been a couple seasons. During his 13-year career, where like this happened though, I think this time he's retiring for good. He's 36 years old. Look what like look what they've done the last couple of years with the uh, with the brotherly shove. Right, and that probably took years off of his career right there. He's got the podcast thing going. Yeah, I think he's it's done. Time. You I think, think Travis is
2: going. done too?
1: After this year? He might have another year just because Mahomes is that damn good, but um, he's definitely not the same dude. He's lost a step. It happens quickly in the NFL with receivers and tight ends. It does. But I wouldn't be shocked. I think it depends how the season ends. Like If they get blown out this week, he's probably coming back, right? But if they win the Super Bowl, especially if he's really going to get engaged, the TMZ stuff, I know, but, like, (laughs) yeah, maybe this is time to step away. He's making himself some money right now, building the brand a little bit. Oof. Might be time to
2: go. Man, if Kelsey steps away. Especially if they get another Super Bowl. Chiefs she's,
1: she's better find some weapons for kinda, Mahomes. Kind of like talking myself into the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. Are you? Like, would you be shocked? I wouldn't. <laughs> of course not. I wouldn't be shocked. By the way, if you were uh, like me and you bet the under in Tennessee, Florida, the game closed at 159.5. At one point, the live total was 141.5. Back up to 156.5. Florida uh, down 73.56 to
2: uh, Tennessee right now. Yeah, so. you like the under? I was—I didn't bet it. I was leaning towards the over just because to see a Tennessee game with that high of a total at 159 was like somebody's got to know something. I'm so.
1: gonna add—I'm—you know what? I'm gonna add one more in the NBA tonight. So I said I was gonna stay away from 76ers Nuggets, but there's a play I like. Give me uh, James Harden over eight and a half assists.
2: Mm. I like that.
1: Let me just make sure that everybody's going in this
2: game. That's my favorite thing to do. Against OKC, you got a lot of action in that OKC game.
1: So, actually, we're not. I don't think we could roll with that one. Well, we're gonna wait and see uh, what's up with James Harden. But, uh, no, he's in. He's officially in now. All right, so we're good. James Harden, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, that's your starting lineup right there. So James Harden's in. So I'll go over eight and a half assists. Yeah, I think he's gonna play the minutes. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Is this finally five the five and a half point favorites. Is this finally the Clippers here? I hope so. It just comes down to them staying healthy that's, in the playoffs. You're gonna need thing. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out there. But I yep. do like the Harden pickup. I'll like him more if he goes over eight and a half assists, like the Clippers tonight, and then we'll see what happens in college hoops. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser. Of course, Nick and Ken will be back with you guys on Thursday. It's you better you bet. Coming up next from seven to eleven PM Eastern. It is Bet MGM tonight. Trista Crick and John Martin filling in for Nick Ashu and myself tonight. So check them out, coming up here in a couple minutes.
0: Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.